Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM, The Voice. I'm Ken Lewis on staff here in Idaho with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and our guest today is uh, all the way from Hermiston, Oregon, Rod Brigado. Rod, welcome to Heart of the Athlete. Oh, thank you, Ken. Thank you for having me. Yeah, excited to visit with you today and just hear about what God's been doing in your life in uh, these days and in, in, in days of the days that have passed. And, and uh, uh, Rod, you're on staff with FCA there in Hermiston, right? Yes. How long have you been on staff there? About 10 years. Oh, that's great. Well, hey, we are going to visit with uh, Rod today, folks. And uh, and one of the things that one one of the ways I've gotten to know Rod over the years is that he actually attends the and helps work the uh, the Northwest FCA Sport Camp that's actually here in Nampa, at, at hosted at NNU the last week of June every year, June twenty sixth through the thirtieth this year. And um, but we also have some other camps for you, for your kids to get involved, and um, and then we have a two day wrestling camp over at Columbia High School, June second and third. Also on June fifth through the eighth, we have over at Nampa Christian, we have a baseball and a softball camp going on at the same time, and that's for elementary through about seventh eighth grade. And then at that same time too, as well in Fruitland, we have a tennis camp, June sixth through the eighth. And then a golf camp as well in Payette, June 6th through the 8th. And then an archery camp in Fruitland, June 13th through the 15th. So, And Rod, you've got a camp coming up as well. Why don't you tell us about the weekend camp that you've got coming up? And we have it in its first week in August at Camp Cannon by LeGrand. And we have John Copta, who's on staff at FCA University of Arkansas, former power team member, coming to speak. And it's more of a recreational camp and an outreach camp. It's a... Uh, a lot of kids stay there there each year, and uh, it's just been awesome time. Well, wow, you've been doing that camp for quite a few years, right? Um, yeah, it has. I try to find a weekend when there's no sports going on and make it as cheap as possible so people can come and stuff. And uh, so every athlete, you know, will have an opportunity to come. And I've camps really changed lives. I I read in Group Magazine, uh, Youth Ministry Magazine, that. Most kids raised in a Christian home don't have their own faith until they go to a camp around the age, you know, of 14, give or take a couple years, and then they have an encounter with God. And when I heard that, I thought, you know, that's like happened with my kids, you know, when they're that age. And uh, I know a pastor's kids has happened, too. When I ask people's testimony how they came to God, they always, you know, say, oh, I was raised in a Christian home or... I didn't know God, and I, I went to a camp or a retreat or a mission trip or a conference. And, uh, yeah, it just, uh, you know, I think the most important thing you can do for a teenager is have send them to a Christian camp during the summer. Yeah, amen. Amen. Well, Rod, you, uh, like you said, you've been on staff with FCA there in Hermiston for, for 10 years, and you, you've been coming to this camp over here, uh, the Northwest FCA Sport Camp, uh, at the end of June for quite a few years as well. And last year, boy, you brought about 20, 25 kids from that Hermiston, Umatilla area, didn't you? Um, yeah. Uh, I had a friend from high school, and 
Um, we're talking 50 years ago that he went to FCA camp and got saved, and his mom passed away, and they sold the house. And anyway, he, I mean, had no contact with him at all. He's a dentist in the Navy in Florida, and you know, he sent me a check for $5,000 from the sale of the house, and he said, Use this, I want to send kids from camp because it changed my life. Wow. Um, wow, praise God. So I was able to scholarship a lot of kids. Um, well, I, I know we, we love having you over here. I know you help uh, transport kids both in, uh, to camp and during camp. I know you, uh, with, you've got a bus there that you help um, with that. And, uh, but also, um, you, I had you last year um, kind of close out the camp and really encourage the kids as they go back to their homes and back to their normal routines and family situations and why don't you share just a couple of those tidbits there, those advice that you gave those those campers as they were getting ready to leave? Because I, I think it it it's not just for the end of camp. You could do it any time, right, throughout the course of the year. Yeah. Um, well, there's a story about a Eskimo in Alaska. He had two dogs, a white dog and a black dog, and he'd take them in town each week to have fights, and people would bet on the fights, but he always knew which dog would win, and Someone asked him, how do you know which dog is going to win? And he goes, it's easy. I feed one dog one week and starve the other dog. And so the dog, strongest dog is going to win. We have a black dog on a white side in our lives, the, you know, the flesh and the spirit, the you know good and the evil nature. And whatever we feed the most is win. And so um, we need to develop a lifestyle of daily feeding our spirit and starving our flesh. And so I, I you know, recommend, you know, uh, the Uversion Bible app is really great. I start each day with a Uversion Bible app. It just takes about four minutes to do a plan, and I write it in a journal. And I think the biggest decisions you'll make in your life is one, you give your heart to Jesus. Number two, you have to renew your mind. If you do nothing, the world's going to corrupt your mind. Um, you got to be intentional to put positive things in your mind. And then third, you have you to experience Christian community. I mean, you got to find a group, a youth group, or a church where you, you know, like it and you want to belong and have your need to belong to be met and stuff. But um, I know a lot of people, they've given their hearts to Jesus, but they haven't, they're passive about renewing their mind. You can't be passive about renewing your mind. Satan puts thoughts in their lives all the time that aren't, aren't of him. Like a lot of times I thought, well, I'm just wasting my time. Well, that's not of God, that's just of the devil. And then you really got to, you know, really seek out Christian community and make it a priority. And, you know, find it for youth, find a youth group, but they, you know, where their friends are at, whether it's FCA or Young Life or a church youth group, but something you enjoy going to regularly. Well, great advice. Great advice for adults too, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, being a disciple and being able to share the gospel, being able to communicate our testimony of, of what God's done in our life to, to others and, you know, whenever the Holy Spirit gives us those opportunities. So, well, Rod, let's uh, let's dive in a little deeper about about Coach Brigado. I know that you um, you got exposed to the gospel through the through the FCA ministry, and uh, you you coached. Uh, you started your coaching teaching degree uh, career in Portland. Ended up in Hermiston, teaching in the Hermiston area, in Hermiston High School. You're a wrestling coach there. But tell us a little bit about how you got involved in. Uh, in sports and and how you came to Christ. 
Um, I always loved sports, and, um, you know, I was raised in a traditional church. It was kind of boring, and I would do what the church said. It's kind of like a chore taking up the garbage. I, you know, didn't enjoy doing it, but, uh, I, you know, I would do it. And um, going into my junior in high school, there weren't a lot of sports camps, and I, I saw a magazine advertisement for Fellowship of Christian Athletes Conference, and it mentioned some pro athletes, and I lived in the San Jose, California area, and my dad said I can go. I put me on a Greyhound bus, and I went 300 miles by myself down to Santa Barbara, and it just opened my eyes. It's like a whole my new universe of, of sports and enthusiasm and how God connected to it and stuff. And Anyway, on June 24, 1971, I asked Christ in my heart at FCA camp in Santa Barbara, and it's really changed my life. And I came back to my high school and started an FCA there. And I uh, was involved in FCA in college. And then uh, when I started teaching in Hermiston, I had FCA in Portland. I took about you know 25 kids down to camp in Davis, California from, from Portland. I still have contact with some of those kids, and they're doing well in the Lord. But uh, and I, I did campus life for the summer of the young life for about 33 years in Hermiston. And then when I retired from teaching and then in, in coaching, I started doing FCA here in Hermiston. And I never thought at my age <laughs> that I could have such an influence on youth and coaches and stuff. But FCA has been a great door and a great platform. Wow. Now, you're head coach in Hermiston, head wrestling coach, right? Yes, for eight years. Yeah. Eight years. I know we, we spent some time earlier this week and, and got to hear some of those stories. And then, but going back, you went, to, you ended up going to college up in the, you, you came up from the South, South Bay area to, in California to Pacific Lutheran in Tacoma, Washington. Tell us a little bit about how you ended up at uh, PLU and uh, what you did there. And then, you know, I got some questions I want to ask you about, about that experience too. So. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, wanted to do football and wrestling at a small college because I knew it was that great and I had to be at the low level. And I wanted to do it in a Christian environment because I had just a fair motivation, negative coach in high school and in football, and I didn't really care for the environment that much. But anyway, I was going to fly up to Linfield from San Jose, and the day before I was going to fly up, I ran into my middle school football coach. He said, you should go to Pacific Lutheran and visit that. And so... Um, he had gone there, and he made the arrangements for me. And uh, I went to uh, uh, Linfield, and I went to Pacific Lutheran, and I saw in the coach's wall, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and the coach, Foster Westering, had shared with me how he asked Christ in his life at FCA camp. And um, and this was a big FCA guy. And that was kind of my main community in high school was FCA, and I was kind of lonely and insecure about going away to school and stuff, so I knew I'd have a good community to of Christian athlete guys, the fellowship would and stuff. So that's kind of how I ended up there. I didn't decide until about two weeks before school started to where I was going to go. Wow. So were you, were you playing football at PLU or wrestling or both? I did both. Uh, you know, I did well in wrestling. I ran won about 75% of my matches, but in football in three years, I got only got nine plays in. I it was, just wasn't uh, quick enough and big enough and stuff, but that was really a blessing because I got really depressed because my identity and self-image was tied up in football, and it took me about a year and a half to work through it and stuff. And, you know, there's three basic needs everyone in the world has. Even the most primitive native in Africa 
has these three needs, and the most rich celebrity in Hollywood has these three needs, and it's identity, belonging, and significance. And my identity, even though I knew Christ, was that I was a, I was a football player and athlete, and I kind of belonged to the, the the athletic group, and being significant was, you know, being successful in sports. And, and uh, well, anyway, I just was, <laughs> I just, my, I just wasn't that good anymore and stuff. And and then I read in, in Matthew that I'm the light of the world and God has a purpose for me and He can still use me and make a difference and stuff. And so over the last couple of years of college, my identity shifted from being a, a football player to um, you know a soldier for Christ, a warrior for Christ, someone who can make a difference for Christ and uh, to serve the Most High God and stuff. And you know, being an athlete, it's dangerous. Because it's so easy, the majority of people end up their identity is in Christ and their belonging is in, or their identity is in sports and their belonging is in sports. And they go to college and they don't have that anymore. And they have an identity crisis. And unfortunately, a lot of people get, you know, find it in the drugs and alcohol and party scene um, just because it's probably the easiest thing to fit into. So it's just really huge that we don't allow our identity and belonging and significance to be found in sports. We need to view it as a tool. I, I take boat. I have a boat, and I take kids tubing a lot, and I have seven tubes, and I blew them up last weekend, and I, and I posted the picture on Facebook, and <laughs> this one person says, oh, it's my, actually my daughter saw my dad's toys, and someone else posted, no, they're tools. And I said, yeah, they're tools to make a difference for the Lord. They're not, you know, toys. And that's why we need to view sports, not as a, oh, just an end of itself, but as a tool to serve God and make a difference in the world. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, as you're talking about those three things, identity, belonging, and significance, and uh, and, and you and I were talking earlier, too, about those three things. I mean, yeah, it, it definitely... And when athletes get done, whenever that is the the last game, the last match, the last competition, they they're confronted with those things. But I also think that people maybe between changing jobs or you hear about people having midlife crisis or people when they retire, what kind of advice would you would you give them? The same kind of advice there on on because that's transferable, right? Oh, definitely. Like, I did campus life for 33 years in Hermiston, and I, I started it and built the youth center across the street from the high school. And um, and when I was uh, retired from that, it's like, you know, I'm on Monday night, I'm staying home watching some meaningless TV show, or before I was talking to, like, 60, 70 kids on a Monday night, you know, about the Lord, and I was just, yeah, it was really an empty feeling and stuff, and I'm really glad FCA came along and gave me an opportunity and stuff, but, you know, it's like, um, no matter what happened, God has a purpose for you, and Nick Foles, the quarterback, um, I don't know who he's, I think he's probably a free agent now, but he played for the Rams and won a Super Bowl for the Eagles and beat out Tom Brady for MVP, and then he was last night, I think it was in Indianapolis and stuff, and with Jacksonville, but they interviewed him, and he, and he was hurt, and he said, how does it feel being hurt? You're a Super Bowl MVP, and now you're sitting on the bench, or now you're third string with Chicago, and he goes, my purpose is influence. I can do that first string, second string, or, or third string or on injury reserve. You know, I can have a purpose no matter what I'm doing and stuff. And so God has a, you know, a purpose for us. Like, 
you know, someday I might be in a nursing home, but God has a purpose in that. And I thought, what if I got paralyzed and there's a wheelchair? Well, God has a ministry in that, too. I mean, he never would take away the purpose of God. It changes, in it, but it's always there. He uses everything. Mm, yeah, you're so so true. You know, you see that happen with uh, athletes on teams where they uh, get injured and uh, they feel like they're not a part of the team anymore. They're not, you know, maybe it's a, a season-ending injury. And and oftentimes you just kind of see their mental, their, their emotions kind of do this downward spiral and uh, thinking that they're not, they're not useful anymore. But you're so right. Yeah. I mean, God is not done with them yet. In fact, yeah. God can potentially use them more powerfully in the midst of an injury, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, this one girl, she in Hermerson, she was second in state in the hurdles in her senior year. She first meet of the year, she tore her Achilles heel, and she was really strong in the faith. And of course, she was done with track for the year, but she, uh, you know, came to practice every day and talked to people and kind of helped coach and stuff. And she says, you know, I have more time for relationships with people. God can use me in that way. And the uh, U version Bible app, there's a. Um, called the Christian athlete, and one of the lessons says that we're a lump of clay, and God's the potter, and he uses sports to change us, like being successful in sports, losing the sports, sitting on the bench, injuries, playing time, coaches, and everything that's being used, if we have the right perspective to shape us in the image of Christ, both good and bad. Hmm. Yeah, amen. Well, is, is look, your... look at George, Form, uh, George Foreman, oh, yeah. uh, the movie that's out now, is like... You know, he's world champion, he's an atheist, he's an immoral, you know, self-centered person and stuff, and then he loses a match and actually dies, have near-death experiences, and comes out a preacher totally changed. Yeah. And so what a blessing that he lost the match. What a blessing almost died. If you would ask him, he, he would be 100% sure he would say, I'm glad I lost that match. I'm glad I, I had a near-death experience from that match. Right. Yeah, that was a good movie. Well, hey... As you're talking here, I, it reminds me, uh, you know, you mentioned Frosty, uh, Frosty Westerling, who was a, a football, your football coach at Pacific Lutheran. He had a couple, well, he had a book that, that came out that he wrote years ago, Make the Big Time Where You're At. And it kind of reminds me of what you're talking about here, um, of kind of bloom where you're planted, wherever that is. And uh, so tell us a little bit about the, you know, the spiritual impact that Frosty had on you as as an athlete, as a player. It was amazing, you know. Uh, I looked back and I thought, you know, I'd never reached my potential in wrestling because wrestling was like intramurals at PLU. And I always thought, oh, I wish I'd have gone to Southern Oregon. Maybe I would have done better and stuff. But I felt God said, "That's you know, you went to, you went to Pacific Lutheran to learn how to be a coach, how to coach God's way. And that was, even it was sitting on the bench, that was, you know, I was being trained for that. And, uh, you know, Frosty was defined winning. It's not the scoreboard. The scoreboard doesn't count. It's reaching your full potential. If you reach your full potential and you lose on the scoreboard, you're a winner. But if you don't reach your full potential and you, um, but you win on the scoreboard, you're not a winner. And your, your toughest opponent is yourself. Every day it's a, you know, a battle um, to overcome yourself. And, uh, it's just really, you know, positive. After games, we have a sharing time and prayer time um, before we even change, and sometimes it lasts three hours. I mean, it's, it's a really amazing environment. Hmm. I know he's 
he's impacted so many people people that went back into coaching like yourself and uh yeah and uh i i got to hear him speak a few times before he passed away and um boy just uh just the the ripple effect that he that god used that, that god did through him was just amazing and uh well, that's cool to hear yeah. about your encounters and your the impact that you made on your life. Yeah, you know, uh, there's uh, FCA has a, a program called 360 Coaching that you can for free. You can do it online, but and then you know, the bottom line is, you are you a transactional coach or a transformational coach? Transaction is I have playing time. You do this, and I give you playing time. Transformational coaches, you have core values that you want to build in their lives and. Fossey was a, a transformational coach, and I could meet any guy that played for Fossey, and I we we have a, a common philosophy and common vision because he would transfer that so well. So I know that they know, hey, winning is reaching your full potential. Your toughest opponent is yourself. We'd all know those things. Like if two Marines met, ex-Marines, they would know a lot of, of stuff in common without even communicating. It was kind of the same thing with Frosty. Right. Well, so good. Well, Rod, we just have a couple minutes left here. I know the time has gone by really fast, but I think as we close today, I just wanted to, I know as we were talking this week, we we were talking about uh, a YouVersion Bible app that, uh, or app reading plan that was the seven ways to renew your mind. And, you know, these days here, there's a lot of talk about mental health and, you know, uh, just so many kids are medicated for different things, you know, dealing with all kinds of stresses and things like that. What are some things of advice that you would give to, maybe there's some parents out there listening or grandparents, aunts and uncles that have some kids in their lives that they, uh, they want to impact in, in this way and uh, to help kids stay stronger mentally and uh, in their relationship with God. Well, uh, Tim LaHaye, a famous Christian psychologist, has uh, really impacted my life. Um, I heard him speak one time, and he says, you can take all my books, all my lectures, and make them into one sentence. So I, I, mean, I want to hear what this one sentence is. And he says, positive thoughts make positive emotions. Negative thoughts make negative emotions. You focus on what you can do, and you do ha- what you have. Like, if you're in, living in the United States, you're in the top, like, 5% in the world in riches, even if you're on welfare. And But don't focus on what you don't have and can't do. And of course, social media just encourages the curse of comparison. People are putting their highlights on their, on Instagram and, and Facebook and not putting the, the downtimes and stuff. It's like if you go to Silverwood, you don't put a picture of the 45 minute line wait. You put a picture of the three minutes on the roller coaster. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I just, uh, it, it, there's a war going on in our mind. The biggest war is not Russia and Ukraine, it's, it's in your mind between God and Satan, right and wrong. And um, we got to renew our mind daily with God's Word, and, and Christian music is just huge. Plato and Socrates said that music shapes culture and music shapes character, and that's really true. Um, it matters what music we listen to. Hmm. Yeah, so good. You know, I was sitting here, uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, a passage in Joshua, Joshua one eight, the book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and, and succeed in whatever you do. That's uh that, that kind of encapsulates a little a bit of what you were just talking about. Wasn't. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Just, uh, 
you know, uh, success is obeying God. I mean, I, I totally ignore the definition the world has of success of fame and money and status and stuff, but success is being faithful to God and filling out your God-given purpose and stuff. And, um, and it comes to uh, reading your mind in God's Word. Wow, good. So good. Well, Rod, thank you so much for taking time today to be on Heart of the Athlete. It was so good to spend time with you this week as well as uh, have the opportunity to have you be a guest here on Heart of the Athlete with SCA Idaho and uh, KBXL. Okay, well, thanks so much for having me, and God bless you, and keep up. You're doing a great job. Keep it up in the good work. Yep, can't wait to see you here at camp in uh, a few weeks. Okay, awesome. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.